Praise the Lord, everyone. It's good to be with you, and uh, I'm glad you're able to join. And uh, Bishop Purdue, it's a privilege to uh, get to be with you today. So uh, I have a lot I want to get to, so let's get right into the Word of the Lord. Uh, I'd like for you to go with me to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, very familiar passage of Scripture that is often used, but I want to point out a few things here today. Acts chapter 10, we're going to pick up at verse number 44. Verse number 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell upon all them which heard the word. And they of circumcision which believed were astonished as, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 46, for while... For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Verse 48, And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord and prayed, then prayed they him to tarry certain days. I want to pick up at verse number 44 for the thought for today. Uh, verse number 44 says, when, when they heard the word, the Holy Ghost fell upon all them which heard the word. When we hear the word is the thought today, when we hear the word. The Holy Ghost, first of all, I just want to make sure you uh, focus on this. The Holy Ghost fell on all them, all that were present, all who heard the word. I believe that receiving the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, is the most important uh, spiritual event uh, we can experience. I believe it's a, one of the most important experiences that a person can experience uh, on this earth. And uh, honestly, sadly, uh, many have not uh, experienced it. And uh, it's my hopes today that uh, I say or do something that would help someone think about this. Uh, First, I would ask myself, is it being preached? Are we preaching about the Holy Ghost? Of course, I think it's, if it's important to have the Holy Ghost, it's important that we preach it, especially to those that have never heard about it. Are people believing it to be necessary? Is the Holy Ghost necessary? These are, these are common questions, I believe, that are in the world today. Uh, and I do believe many uh, today question whether it's even necessary uh, for the Holy Ghost. If you, if you think about it, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, uh, when Jesus told them they would receive power, after that the Holy Ghost would come. I think that's an important element to, to emphasize, uh, power. Uh, you got to have power, power to simply to overcome the world. Uh, the, the reason it's so important, it's part of the new birth, uh, power the, of the Holy Ghost. We need power today, especially in our circumstances. We need power because I believe that we're the Latter-day Church, and I believe that we need the power to help uh, this world overcome. Uh, that's why we apostolics place emphasis on receiving uh, the Holy Ghost because it's part of the born-again experience. Uh, Jesus placed eternal emphasis on it, uh, if you think about it, because when he talked to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 5, notice the words that Jesus says. 
Uh, I'll get back to the hearing part because uh, our senses are very important today. What we see and what we hear uh, affect how we believe and how we function. So uh, I'll get back to that aspect in just a moment. But in John 3 and 5, Jesus says, Except a man, a person be born of water and of spirit, the Holy Ghost, he or they cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Notice the word Jesus said, except. Except means other than. Other than a person receive water and spirit, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. And I think it's safe to say that that makes the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, essential to our salvation. If you don't have it, if you're not born of water and of spirit, if you don't have it, you cannot enter into the kingdom. That's what Jesus said. I think another interesting point here uh, to point out, it takes spiritual power. <laughs> and uh, I say that it takes something uh, supernatural to overcome spiritual things. We are in a spiritual warfare. We are in a spiritual battle. Many people maybe, not, maybe will not understand that, but what's going on in our world today is not flesh and blood. It's not against each other. It's not uh, red and blue. It's not you know, what we represent or don't represent. It's a spiritual warfare. And so it takes the Holy Ghost, it takes the Holy Spirit to overcome and to give us power. And I believe it takes spiritual power to overcome spiritual things. And I think that makes sense to me. I hope it makes sense to you. We overcome our world. We overcome sin. We overcome unclean spirits. We overcome even doubt. All these elements are present today. In fact, it's more than just believing. Uh, I know that seems to be the common uh, thread today, just believe. Uh, it takes more than just believing because if you'll believe what James says in James chapter 2, verse 17, he says, even so, faith, if it has not works, what is works? It's actions. Has not works is dead being alone by itself. Believing by itself is simply not enough. There has to be some action. The Bible says that the devils believe in one God and tremble, but that's not enough to change them. True belief has an action. Uh, they together produce life and not death. That's why James says that by itself it's just death. So together they bring life. So it's not just in believing. But the first step in believing is believing in something. Believing in Jesus Christ is far more than just accepting Him. Uh, again, that's the thread today. Just accept the Lord as your Savior, and, and that's enough. You're saved. Saved don't mean that you're going to heaven. Saved, mean, saved means delivered. It means you're delivered, and when you say, I accept, and I accept the Lord Jesus into my life, I understand the blood of Jesus. It takes that to wash away, to take away my sins. That's your first step because it delivers you from unbelief, uh, from the doubt. And so uh, it's knowing who He is and why He came. Uh, and I think today that's a very powerful element in the Christian ranks today that we should know who He is. Uh, Jesus is God manifest in the flesh, justified by the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Who was that? It wasn't God. God is Spirit. That was Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 3.16 is that scripture. But notice Jesus' words to His disciples before He left them in Luke chapter 24. 
Notice this in verse 47. And that repentance, all this comes together. All this has a purpose. And if you'll just uh, stay with me for just a little bit, uh, you'll see. And that repentance and remission of sins, notice this, should be preached, should be spoken, should be said so that it can be heard. So when we hear the word, it, it should affect us. There should be something that happens. When God begins to draw people, guess what? When the Spirit begins to draw, it's that word of God that's instilled in them. It's that word of God that they've heard or that they know uh, that's going to help them resonate. He said that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in Jesus' name, in His name, starting at Jerusalem. <clears throat> Why is that important? Because Acts chapter 1, verse 8, I uh, quoted to you a while ago. He told them to go and tarry in Jerusalem until they received the power. What power? That power is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost. We'll talk about that in just uh, a moment. But when he, we hear the preached word, and I believe preaching is very important. That's why I believe that us doing what we're doing in every way we can to reach out to people, whether we can come together or not, just by doing this, pre the preached word still has its power and still has it, its effect. The preached word, when the words are spoken, and I believe the word of God is quick and powerful. I believe it is sharp. I believe it is what we need today. So we need to preach it. And so when we preach it, that word goes forth, and when we preach it, people hear it. We know in Romans, the Apostle Paul told them, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How can they hear except there be a preacher? How can he preach except he be called or sent? It's important. It's not just reading our Bible. Reading our Bible and studying our Bible and even staying at home is, is an important part of our daily life and our daily growth. But the power comes from the preached Word of God. Faith comes by the preached Word of God and not staying at home and, and just reading a Bible study or doing our own thing. It's when the Word of God is preached and said by a called preacher. And so it's important that we understand that we need to preach and to preach the Word. That's why he said, preach this. Preach repentance. Preach baptism in His name. Sometimes, I don't know if you're like me, um, sometimes I get overwhelmed in, in the 20 plus years I pastored and 10 years I ministered before that as a, an evangelist or minister. Uh, sometimes we might think or feel, uh, who's listening? <laughs> you know, who, who's really listening? I, I don't know how many messages I've walked from the platform and, and went home wondering, did anybody hear anything I had to say? Anything that the Lord was trying to do? Because there's times you know you have a message from the Lord. You know you have a word from God. And sometimes it's during those times that nothing happens or it seems like nothing's happening. But it's called sowing seed. We sow the word. It falls upon people's hearts. And sometimes it takes a while to see it manifest. Sometimes we think about who cares? Who really cares? If you're not a called man of God, it would be easy for you to walk away from a platform, from a ministry because of the effects or of the response of people. And if you don't have that calling, if you don't have that burden, if you don't have that in your life, it will just become uh, for money or a job or just a, or a situation or just what you do. Uh, I never want to allow that to grasp me because God called me. I never chose this occupation at all. And so sometimes we think, who cares? Or who even wants this anymore? 
you know, because you hear people say, well, me and God, we've got this worked out, you know. Uh, that's just not true. That's a lie from the enemy. And, and you can go clear back to the garden and see how that the adversary will work on what we want and tell us what we want to hear. He told Eve, you're not going to die. Uh, nothing's going to happen after God said that it would. So, you know, there's always these excuses like, I'm too busy. I don't have time to serve the Lord. I don't have time to church. That's, you know, I meditate on God. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to study, read my Bible. It's very imperative. It's very important today that we study the Word, that we get into the Word, that we hear a preacher preach the Word. It's important to hear it. I'm okay. I like what I'm doing. I've been told that many times over the years by people. You know, I'm okay. There's nothing wrong. God's a a gentleman. God's a good God and God's loving. God's merciful. And he's all of those things. But he also has given us a plan of salvation. He's also given us the preachers to preach. He also has given us that mandate or those principles. (laughs) Or, you know, when it comes down to it, there's just plain doubt. Doubt, you know, as time goes by, the Bible says that people are going to believe that, you know, oh, we've been saying for years that the Lord's about to come. But I believe during this, I hope this is a wake-up call because I remember during 9-11, boy, right after 9-11, everybody loved everybody. We all pulled together, but it didn't take very long for us to get back on our old paths and our old ways and go back to doing life like we always had. Uh, first time we'd really felt like we've been attacked here on our grounds. And so it wasn't very long that we really began to see things kind of go back. And now, now look, now look. Uh, the Lord spoke to me a few weeks ago because I was asking the Lord about not being able to, to come together. And right on this pulpit, right on this platform, uh, the scripture, right after our opening prayer, the scripture come to me, uh, Hebrews 10, 25, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And the Lord spoke to me about assembling. The power of the church, what God has ordained, there's power when we come together, when we assemble together, there's power in that. Now, right now, we may not be able to do that like we want to, but we've got to keep that in the forefront of our mind and know that we've got to come together because without the power of the church coming together, because there's so much thought, well, we realize, you know, it's not about that building or about the church. We, we have the, that is so true, but it's also so true that the assembling of ourselves together brings power. And if in this world, by us not being able to do that as the church like we should, that power has diminished or has relinquished some and that's why you see the chaos in the world and the world rising up and it seems like they're developing even more power and so the Lord said understand that it's the assembling of ourselves together that brings the power not just in our individual walk with God while I believe all those things are necessary just like studying the word of God it still comes by hearing the word of God so when you have all these things, you know, I like what I'm doing. They just have doubt or, or just flat out, I don't need it. Uh, I hope that uh, I've said something already that will help you understand that that's just not true. Acts chapter 2, if you'll go there, verse number 1. Acts chapter 2, uh, I want to read verses 1 through 6 real quick. Um, and I want you to see here what's being said. Acts chapter 2, okay. Verse number one, when the day of Pentecost fully come, they were with one accord in one place. It's important for us to be together. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. That's why God, that's why the Lord himself said, go and tarry. Have faith to believe that power is going to come. The Holy Ghost is going to come. Uh, 
Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. Now this is uh, the Apostle Peter trying his best to explain uh, something that he had never seen or never felt before or didn't understand. As a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared of them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it set upon each of them. He just says the Holy Ghost began to move. People begin to speak a tongue and their tongue just began to flicker like a fire. That's the only way he could explain this. And they all, and this is important, they all, all that were faithful, all that were believers, all that stuck it out, they all were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem uh, Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven. Every Every language, every tongue was represented. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man, here it is, heard them speak in his own language. Notice this. Verse number 4 says, They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They all began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them the voice and gave them the utterance so it could be heard. It's important that we hear some things Hearing will make us believers. Hearing will affect us. They were affected by, in verse 6, we see they were affected by it. Every man heard them speak in his own tongue, in his own language. They were affected by the hearing of the Word of God, the power of God that He said that would come. Remember, in our starting scriptures in Acts 10, it was while Peter spoke these words. He, he was sent to the house of Cornelius. He was sent there by God. He didn't want to go because they were Gentiles. And he didn't feel like he should be a part of that. But he went because he obeyed the voice of God. He heard from God. We need to hear from God today. We need to know what we're doing. Peter spoke these words. Whosoever believeth in Him, who's that? Jesus, shall receive remission of sins. That was, that was the voice. If you go back to verse 43, that's what he told them prior to what I read to you. He said, listen, he said, he said remission of sins, remission of sins. They shall receive remission of sins. When we hear about the power of the Holy Ghost, when we hear about baptism for the remission of sins, that's the purpose. For they heard them speak with tongues, verse 46 tells us. So they heard it. It's very important that we hear the word of the Lord. Now let me close with this. Acts chapter 4, and we're going to go read verses number 8 through 12. Another, another interesting passage here, and I, I want you to see this. Acts chapter 4. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. See the importance being under the Spirit, under the power, because that power does something to people. Watch. Being, full of, being filled with the Holy Ghost said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. He wasn't talking just to the commoners. He was talking to the elite. He was talking to the leadership. Listen, sometimes we get scared to death just to talk to our family. We shouldn't be afraid, especially when we have the Holy Ghost. We have a power. We have a boldness. He said, if we this day be examined of the, of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means is he made whole? In other words, this, this miracle that just took place, he said, I want to address this. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand before you whole. 
Look what he said. Under the power of the unction of the Holy Ghost. He said it came through Jesus Christ. The healing came from him. This is the stone which was at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Now here's the thought I want you to derive from this. Because Peter spoke it. Neither is there salvation in any other. I don't care what it is. Peter had the keys to the kingdom. Peter had the power. He spoke under the unction of the Holy Ghost. He said, neither is there salvation. There's no salvation anywhere, any way, any shape, or any form, under any name, under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. Saved means delivered. That's the only way to be delivered. He said this. He said they were delivered. Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. He said it. He spoke. Again, he spoke it so they could hear it. Neither is there salvation. Neither is there saving power. Neither is there deliverance in any other. There's none. For there's none other name under heaven given among men. There's no name that we could ever speak given among men whereby we must must, not, not if you feel like it, not if you want to, not if you accept the Lord, must be delivered, must be saved. Now, my question today to those listening, maybe, maybe you don't have the Holy Ghost. Maybe you've never spoken tongues and maybe you don't understand a lot of this stuff. Uh, and I say to people all the time, be careful what you say about the Holy Ghost, about speaking in tongues, because I've heard people say mean things about it's jibber jabber, it's all this stuff, it's of the devil. Be careful because it's as the Spirit the Holy Ghost gave the utterance. So it's a God thing. So be careful. Be careful. And usually when I talk to somebody, if they get hateful or mean that way, I usually just shut the conversation down because I don't want them to provoke them to do something they really don't understand. But I, I just want to ask this question. Do you really want the Holy Ghost? I, asked, I, I posed this in the beginning about sometimes some of the thoughts we have. Do you really want the Holy Ghost? <laughs> have you heard the Word of God? Have you gotten anything even from this message uh, today? Anything that maybe uh, would resonate. <laughs> when they did, notice, and I said, said it to you in a way, in, in several examples. When they did, they received. They received. They received from the Lord. They received from God. When they believed it. When they took action with it. Because he told them in Acts 1 and 8, remember? Go and tarry, wait until you receive power. He said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, when it comes, it gives us power. Those words spoken, if we don't believe the preacher, if we don't believe the message, if we don't believe the Word of God, we're going to struggle with even some of the excuses or some of the things that I shared already that I've heard in my lifetime from people. I believe the Word of God is infallible. I believe the Word of God is what we need today because regardless of what's going on in the world, the Lord said that some things are going to happen in the last days. And folks, we're watching them unfold. We're seeing them happen. I believe we're in the funnel of the neck. I believe we're getting to the place where the Lord Jesus can come anytime. And I believe we need to be ready. And to be ready, you need the Holy Ghost. You need to hear from a man of God. You need to hear the Word of God. You need to hear it spoken. You need to, we need to be around the tongues. We need to hear when people come in. Paul addressed that in Corinthians, and I don't have time to get into that, but he, had, he addressed that when people come in. It's not just about speaking in tongues, but there's something about the tongues that come forth. When people hear, it makes them wonder. It makes them question. It, it gets the, the process started for them to be talking to God. 
God. And I trust and I, I pray that anything said, if you get into your word, uh, ask, pray and ask God. I believe God will show you. I believe God will show you where you need to be. So if you would with me in closing here, let me, let me just bow our heads and let's pray. Let's pray. And church world out there, would you pray? Would you just pray earnestly right now? Because I, I want to see folks. I don't care what's going on. I don't care. The Spirit of the Lord, the church is not raptured yet. Guess what? So that means there's still a harvest. He said there's a, a plenty, plenty out there to harvest. It's just us laborers are few. So let's pray and ask God to, to send forth His Word. Let His Word resonate. And let His Word do its work amongst those that it's spoken to. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we come to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, God, for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you, Lord God, for the Holy Ghost, for the power that's been given to us, Lord. God, that we can speak your word. God, that your word can go forth, Lord, and reach the hearts of people. I pray today, Jesus, that you, Lord, reach those, Lord, that something that's been said here, God, spark an interest or move upon someone, Lord, that's been asking or questioning, God, about the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray, God, that you deal with them, Lord Jesus. If they've never been baptized in your precious name for the remission of their sins, God, I pray, Lord, prick their hearts and let them ask, what shall we do? And Lord, I pray for all those today in our, in our Christian world that we rise up and Lord, we recognize, God, it's important for us to come together. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen. God bless you. Lord bless you. Go after, go after, keep fishing. Amen.